Oh, man, I'm doing good. Um, I am ready for Christmas. Who's ready for Christmas? How many of you have been ready to listen to Christmas songs before Thanksgiving? Just go ahead and out yourself. We'll pray for you at the altar here. Um, I'm a post-Thanksgiving guy. Post-Thanksgiving, let, let have Thanksgiving, and then we have Christmas season. And uh, I've been Christmas songed to death uh, this past uh, month, okay? I have two radio stations saved, and then I have a bunch of playlists on my phone um, ready at the go. Anytime me and Victoria in the car, we got Christmas songs ready to go. I know she loves it, and so I got to love it too. Um, and it's great, right? You have some classics like Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, uh, This Christmas, um, my favorite, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Um, still can't hit those high notes. Only, only, only Mariah can whistle like that. But um, then you have the, the childhood favorites, Jingle Bells, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, and then hopefully we'll get a preview to my personal favorite a little bit later. No spoil, no spoil warnings uh, here. But um, Christmas and music have something in common with each other. In fact, this time last year, we were celebrating our one-year engagement uh, last week, okay? And we were reflecting. The day I got engaged, um, the morning we spent the morning, uh, we were at the Pratter's wedding in the Virgin Islands, okay? Beautiful wedding, got to do that. I was so honored to be a part of Devin and Bree's wedding. And then, yeah. <laughs> the day after, I gave them a heads up beforehand, so just, I didn't steal their wedding, okay? But the day after the wedding, um, we were at Megan's Bay, looked something out of like a picture book, right? It's like one of the most 10 top beautiful beaches in the world, you're sitting there, and they got a DJ playing reggae Christmas songs, okay? Incredible. I was in the, in the water. It was like 80 degrees. It was beautiful. I was something out of a picture book. And I tried to relive that um, this week. And unfortunately, being listening to reggae Christmas songs in Kansas City just doesn't have the same feel. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. We were about four songs in. I was like, I can't do this anymore, okay? It's cloudy. It's kind of, you know, I got the defrost on so my windows don't fog in the morning. It just doesn't feel the same, okay? But Christmas and song are like synonymous. Most of the time people think about Christmas lights, Christmas carols, Christmas presents, right? You can't have Christmas, for most people, without the song attached to it. And... It's interesting, throughout human history, song is intertwined to almost every celebration you can think of. I'm watching bowl games, and after the bowl game, the, the student section stays, and the football players go over to some traditions. They sing their alma mater song. It's a little rah-rah celebration, win or lose. Some, some, schools, some schools do that. Um, others... Um, have all kinds of different uh, traditions when it comes to song. And honoring God with our voices through song is still an important part of worshiping Him. Ephesians 5, 19 says, We are exhorted to address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with our heart. Singing has always been a central part of God's people. 
How I know my wife's in a really good mood? She's usually singing around the house. Nothing brings a smile to my face more. I'm like, oh, she's in a good mood today, right? <laughs> and she may uh, belt out an opera version of some popular songs. She's like, oh, she's in a really good mood today. Um, nothing brings a, a, you know, warms my heart more than when my nieces and nephews are singing a gospel song at the top of their lungs, worshiping him as the way only kids can do with unbridled uh, embarrassment. Praise and worship is part of, should be a part of our daily lives. And it's interesting as you dive into the Christmas story, how much song is a part of the Christmas story. In fact, there are four recorded songs just within the Christmas story in the Gospels. So that's what we're going to look at today. How does song play a part into the original Christmas. It all begins um, at the very beginning. Luke, we're going to be in Luke a lot. Luke records three of them. Matthew records the other one. Um, But the first one is called Mary's Song. Now, Mary finds herself in an interesting predicament, okay? She's been visited by an angel who says, hey, you're going to bear the God's chosen one, the Messiah. She's like, well, that's going to be complicated because I am engaged to Joseph. Now, Victoria, I love you, but if you were to come to me before a wedding and we're like, hey, got something to tell you, um, I'm pregnant, and it's not yours. Um, it would take God's intervention for me to be like, you know what? <laughs> and thankfully, God intervened in Joseph's life to kind of say, hey, no, this is part of the plan, and I need you to be the Heavenly Father to the Messiah. Now, it wasn't all roses outside of that, because Mary has to go to Elizabeth's house. Elizabeth um, had also had a miraculous uh, childbearing experience when an angel came to her husband, Zechariah, and says, hey, even though you're old, you're going to have a child that you've been praying for forever. And despite your old age, he's going to be the one that prepares the Lord's Savior to come into this world. So she goes to Elizabeth, the only person in the world that can sympathize with her. Two miraculous childs, same time frame, same related family. Mary goes to there. Now, as fellas know, anytime you go to your aunts, your, your significant other has to leave the house to go and stay at mom's house or this, you know, aunt's house or grandma's house, things are rocky, okay? Things are just rocky. And that's what we find ourselves in. And Mary's walking up, and Elizabeth sees her from a distance. She goes, she immediately understands the significance of what's happening. Goes up, greets her. Even the baby inside of her leaps for joy and says, my God, how do I get to share this with you? And this is how we get to Mary's song. 
Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 46, it says, Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Now, I didn't sing this because I'm in the joyful noise camp, okay? So I want to keep y'all saved and safe for the holidays, so I didn't sing this. And this is also not written in English, so it may feel a little weird. But you can imagine Mary just being overwhelmed with the sense of the weight she's carrying. And instead of glorifying herself for this incredible miracle, she begins to humble herself. Her adoration of God's blessing is exemplified here. She in no way exalts herself and instead humbles herself as though she calls herself lowly. The humble state of his servant. She's using a lot of words that reminds me of many psalms. In fact, as we know, Mary was someone that was a, a Jewish believer, understood her Old Testament stories very well. And she knows the weight of what's happening. All the promises throughout the entire Old Testament is now riding inside of her. From the moment man fell into sin, and God tells the serpent, I will send one that will strike your heel, to the promises of Abraham, from you all generations will be blessed. To the promises of David, through you the Messiah will come. And so on and so forth. Get to Isaiah, 700 years before the birth of Jesus, and it tells about he's going to be born in Bethlehem, and all these different things. And then 400 years of silence. The people of Israel have been captured and under Roman rule. And they've been looking for a savior. And here it is. Finally. What, and instead of be like, hallelujah, I'm birthing Superman. Look how great I am. She humbles herself and gives God the glory. For myself, I've had a really good year. I got engaged and married. Hard to beat that, right? Um, doing, I love my job. I love my career. We've been integrating well. We're still in the honeymoon phases of marriage, so obviously it feels all peaches and roses right now. Um, and for, some, for those of you that have been having a really good year, Christmas is really easy. You're just like, oh, no way. This is really good, right? Remember where the blessings come from. Exemplify Mary here and humble yourself. Yes, some of you have put in some hard work together. But that hard work has paid off in some blessings potentially in your life. But remember the source of where that comes from.
continue on into Mary's song. It's almost a three-parter. 49. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud of their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. As frequently occurs in Scripture, um, the future is spoken as if it already happened. I don't know what came over Mary, but it's like she is seeing her son's life play out. I've never been, I haven't been a, a, a father yet. I can only imagine what it be like, but how many of you envision what your, your, your child could look like and live like? What could they be when they grow up, when you hold them for the first time? When you feel them kick in the stomach, you're like, oh, man, I, I got a soccer player, right? Like, how many of you envision what that could look like? And she is seeing her son extending the promises of the Old Testament and fulfilling it out. That all generation, from generation to generation, mercy will be extended. He'll perform mighty deeds. He will scatter those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He'll bring down rulers from the throne and lift up the humble. She is seeing the picture play out. She's probably reflecting on all those promises. Scholars say Jesus fulfilled almost 700 prophecies in this lifetime. That's a whole lot of setup for something so magnificent. From the very beginning, when man fell, as I mentioned earlier, there was a plan. And if you dive into this, you see it interwoven throughout all human history, a plan for you and me to have mercy extended to us, simply so we can have a relationship. How and Mary is seeing this. She is seeing this build up inside of her and letting it out because she is seeing the beautiful sight. To finish this up, 53. He has fulfilled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he hath promised our ancestors. Three terms are used who put themselves in opposition to God. The proud, the mighty, and the rich. It's interesting that she makes these claims that, hey, if you're one of these three, you are in opposition of God. Now, it's interesting, most of you don't, may not feel like you're rich living in the United States. Right, like, man, inflation hit hard this year, <laughs> right? Some of you may be nervous 
what your bank account looks like at the end of this month after paying for all them Christmas gifts. Um, but if you compare yourself against the worldwide, like we are the top 1%, right? So we're doing very well here in the United States. The warning here is this Christmas, are we proud? Do we feel like we did everything that we accomplished on ourselves, by ourselves? Do we feel mighty? Do we step over some people and oppress some people just to get to where we're at? Do we feel better than others? And are we rich? It's not a sin to be rich, but hoarding everything for yourself. The Bible does talk about that often. Are we rich with money, possessions, resources, or are we sharing those with those that need it? So I like when you go to the store, you hear this, those bells. They've upgraded a lot. They can do Venmo and tap to pay and stuff. Oh, man, y'all have come a long ways this year. Man, the, the, the tech guy in me really appreciates that. Um, I never have cash anymore, so I'm like, man, y'all upgraded. I like this. Um, but are we freely giving to others? And no better time to understand what we need to do than the Christmas holiday time. Let's just not have it just for this period, but can we make this Christmas giving a year-long thing? I love how Mary in 54-55 remembers the promises to Mary and sees the evidence of God's faithful love through Jesus. Now, Mary's at a, at a high point, even though she humbles herself. And she is able to sing an incredible song, even despite the weight of the world on her shoulders. But there's another individual that has the weight of the world on his shoulders, and that is Zechariah. As you recall earlier, Zechariah got visited by the angel when he was in the temple lighting incense. And when he questioned the angel about his elderly wife getting pregnant, the angel says, shut up, and you will stay that way until your son is born. So he can't talk, right? He's got his wife's little cousin staying at the house, and he can't talk through the baby names. He can't talk and tell his wife how to read the Ikea instructions to put the baby furniture together. <laughs> he, can't, he can't talk through the designs of what, and argue with what color the, the nursery is going to be. He can't argue and, and yell out because, you know, he feels like he has too many diapers in the house. Um, he is literally shut up, silent. And we fast forward to the moment in which John the Baptist comes into the world. The baby is born. Elizabeth delivers, despite her old age. John the Baptist, who Jesus would refer to as the, the greatest man born of a woman. And 
he finally gets relieved of the curse that was placed on him. And he opens his mouth in Luke 1, 67. Says, his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies, from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And then picture him looking into his, the eyes of his child. He's holding his hands and says, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. See, Zechariah's song opens up and seeing the promises, just like Mary was, fulfilled. See, Zechariah was a priest by trade. So he knew the scriptures. He knew all the references. He knew the promises that was being fulfilled through this moment. And in this moment, he gets to be a part of it. The moment he gets to hold his son and prophesies over his son of what that would be. What an incredible moment. His son, John the Baptist, will be the one that prepares the way and helps people understand what true forgiveness of sins really is. Some of you may be feeling like you're living in that darkness. You can't see the light. When Zechariah is talking about shining a light and to guide our feet into the path of peace, you're like, I, I'm in darkness. I just came here because so-and-so invited me. Or you're in darkness because Christmas may be missing a, a certain member. And all these memories are flooding you. And these feelings that you thought were gone keep getting brought back up. And you're still grieving a missed loved one. So Christmas may not be as joyful. When you start talking about Christmas songs, you don't want to play them. I don't want to play that. I think about my aunt every time Charlie Brown Christmas is on TV because that was the thing that we did growing up. So I fully get it. And some of those emotions are still pretty raw. Zechariah is saying, look, I have a way to bring back peace into your life. 
As long as you open up your light, I'm shining the light. You just got to step into it. The light of forgiveness. The Bible says, come to me, all you are weary, and I will give you rest. He has given us a path to peace. And the path for some of you may be before Christmas is to come down this path and leave it here because he can carry the burden. So that way you can truly enjoy Christmas. See, Zechariah understood that being free from the curse of being, not being able to speak also meant being free of the forgiveness of sins through his wife's cousin's child. And that's what we get to celebrate every single Christmas. A few weeks go by. Joseph and Mary been dragging their feet, hoping the baby will come. And Caesar has a decree to do a census. And Joseph and Mary have to go back to, the, to Joseph's hometown because that's where the paperwork's at. You know, we get to carry birth certificates, but, you know, they don't have birth certificates freely available. So you have to go back to your hometown where you're documented. And Joseph was probably like, hey, I don't want to have to trek my pregnant wife, who's waddling stage now, through to do that. Hopefully she comes. But unfortunately, the baby holds out. And so now he's got to take her. And because he was too late, there's no room, so they're stuck in a major. where the baby is delivered. And heaven itself can't contain its excitement for this moment. The moment that was promised all the way back in Genesis is finally here. And I don't know if God's like telling the angels like he's doing the backup, hold up, like just give me a moment, but a few sneak through the line, right? And they go to some local shepherds, and we get the angel song recorded in Luke 2.14. says, suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. Simple song, glory to God, peace on earth to those who rest. Simple as the first, glory to God is. We sometimes may miss, miss it in a rush through the Christmas season. I'm not sure if you guys had to go out and do some last Christmas minute Christmas shopping, but man, that was a lot of people. <laughs> that was a lot of people dealing with that. And even though I didn't have to go do anything myself, uh, my wife did, unfortunately. Thank you for doing that. Um, but just driving back from the gym yesterday, I was like, man, there is a lot of people on the roads. We're rushing to get the last minute things or the last minute Christmas card or for that one cousin you don't really know that well, but you feel like you're obligated, so you have to go get some gift cards, right? You're like, I'm going to go get a gift card. At least they know that they can eat Chipotle, right? Like everyone likes Chipotle, right? And so, or Amazon, whatever you're doing, right? Like those last minute things we're trying to rush and go about. 
doing, uh, all the things we have to do. I don't know, you have to go to multiple places for Christmas, or you celebrate it early with one side of the family, and this week you got to do the other side of the family. But it's a lot. We're rushing to and from, going place to place, doing all these different things. And we may miss that Christmas season. Yes, it's great to share gifts and eat food and have eggnog and all those things. I love it too. Watch football and basketball. I get the Chiefs and basketball. And now YouTube got the multi-view, so I can put it in multiple boxes on the same TV. It's incredible. I love it. What a time we live in, right? I'm going to be sitting there right in front of the TV, eating my, drinking my eggnog, watching the Chiefs uh, beat Gwen's Raiders. It's going to be great, okay? <laughs> it's all right. I had to. Um, but uh, in the moment, don't forget that the Christmas isn't about us. It is all what the angels say to bring glory to God. And the reason why it's all about bringing glory to God is because he gave us peace. For those that have been in darkness and have come onto the other side of it, let's not forget what, why we have to celebrate. Some of you may not like holidays. You just not feel holidays. You should have a holiday just remembering where he took you from. Thank you, God, for lighting my mind the way and bringing me on this path of peace. Thankfully, I don't have to go back there. Please protect me from not going back. Continue me to go on this path. Why? So that I can bring glory to you. The angels couldn't contain their excitement. Eventually, they have to... Uh, you know, Joseph, being a Jewish guy, believer, right? He has to go to the temple to dedicate his child, right? Not too dissimilar to a lot of Christians we do here today in, in, in common church. You know, you bring a newborn, ask for hands of protection around the child, etc. Very similar situation the Jewish people did. And so Joseph takes this young child and goes to the temple, and at the temple, to conclude this Christmas story, there's an old man who's been waiting and has been asking God. And God answered his, his, his prayer with a promise that you will not die until the Savior is here. So Simeon is simply living off that promise. And Jerusalem, the temple, it's a lot of people coming and going. It's a lot going on. And Simeon sees the thing that he has wanted his entire life. The thing that was promised to him in the middle of the street coming towards him. I'm not sure if you guys pray for something very for a long time, and then you finally get it, what a relief that is. Sometimes it's scary. I've shared the day before I met my wife, my now wife, um, 
me and God had a knockout, dragout conversation. I was fed up with dating. I was fed up with failed relationships and mistakes and all these different things, and I let him have it. And I did. It was just one of those moments where, you know, you got to wrestle, kind of like, like Jacob. You got to wrestle. And then, um, it probably wasn't eight hours later, uh, Victoria walks through the doors of FCA, and I go, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Check the hand, no ring. Okay, I'm in a good stop right here. But God, you answering this prayer right now? Like, look. I thought we was just yelling at each other the, uh, last night. But it scared me. I'm like, oh, man, he's actually stepping up. Okay, now I got to do my part. But this is what Simeon's like. The moment he's been waiting for his whole life is finally here. And Simeon's song in Luke chapter 2 says, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. See, I'm not sure many of you recognize or identify yourself as Jewish. Zechariah obviously was a Jewish priest. He understood as he was holding the Messiah in his arms what God would bring. And for some of you who have complicated, Christmas is complicated because your family's complicated. It may be broken, it may be dysfunctional, it may be all these different things. Some Christ, sometimes Christmas is hard because you may feel lonely, tired. Zechariah understood that the Gentiles would be adopted into the family of Israel. If you are feeling one of those things, just know that you come onto this team, you're part of a family that has a winning record. You're part of the family that comes and promises peace, not dysfunction, that promises forever life. Once you come onto this family, and you have an opportunity at the end of church, if you want to become part of the family, to do so. For those already on the, on, on the team, onto the family, let's be grateful for this Christmas holiday season. Because we understand what truly this family is all about. And we're praying for those that are not here today, maybe watching remotely. And hope you guys have safe travels. But for those that want to become part of the family, um, Minister DJ will be waiting for you at the end of service. That's just between you and him. For those that need peace, need a, a path to peace, the path is very simple. Come down the altar and leave it here. For those that feel great, Let's heed Mary's word. Let's humble ourselves so that way we can bring, truly bring glory to God.
Thank you, guys.